ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you. But you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and always, I am so excited to have you join me. Thank you to everyone around the world who has been listening to the show, and I'm hoping that we make your life better every single week. And I've got two great guests here who are going to do what we try to do every single week, which is to educate empower and inspire you so you can live a fearlessly authentic life. I've never had two guests on my show, so this should be very interesting. (laughs) But before we start the show, I wanted to talk about the plant-based meals that I have been eating since probably around March. And it was a decision after I turned 60 in December to get away from more animal-based proteins. And the name of the company is Sakara. that's S-A-K-A-R-A. And they have a home delivery service. They deliver meals all over the United States that are plant-based. They're so delicious. I never thought plants could taste this good. Um, They also have other products that you can use, such as their metabolism powder and their detox water. I use all of those products, but I absolutely love the meals because I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. I do have a 20% discount code for you to use if you want to try this and feel better, have more energy. It's XOJody. So just go to sakara.com, that's S-A-K-A-R-A.com, and use my code XOJody and save 20%. So I hope that you will use that. And let's go on with the show and welcome Grace and Mike. Hello there. Hi. Hi. What's up? Oh, so much to talk about, but I want to just give a little intro to everybody who's listening. Um, Grace is my social media creator content guru who I've been working with for about a year now, Mm -hmm. and we've really had some great breakthroughs. So plug if anybody's using needs one, a social (laughs) content creator, a social media creator. Actually, no, I don't want to promote you because I want to save you all to myself. Um, (laughs) And that would be, I'm going to give your handle. It's at Grace Lee on Instagram. It's at by Grace Lee. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. oh I screwed that up. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Give it. It's, Grace. Uh, it's at by Grace Lee. Okay. Sorry about that. And then we have the great Mike DiMatteo. Oh, boy. Woo! That's really setting me up for failure if you call <laughs> no, me no, great no, at the top all, of this. Yes, so we're talking about attitude. And yeah. Mike has been in the reality TV business background sound um been on survivor and nanny i always super that nanny super nanny it's not Apprentice. super nanny 911 no nanny 911 was the fox ripoff of our super nanny show oh on ABC. that's where i always get screwed yeah. up okay and then um of course the apprentice also yeah and mike also plays the sax and I is do. in a band and is the dad yeah. of daniella and has been married for how many years now uh, that's a good question because my anniversary is coming up in, I don't know, 17 days, 16 oh, okay. days. You should know that, Mike. Yeah. Well, back at the house, when we had the house, like I had, um, 
a frame that somebody from Italy had, had, it's like almost like, it's not like crochet, but almost like crocheted into this, like, I don't know, almost like a rug. I, it's weird to explain, but anyways, it had the date and I was like, oh, that's the greatest, yes. you know, gift ever. Cause I'll never forget it. And now we don't have the house. So I didn't put it back up. <laughs> so it's in storage. And now I'm like, oh no, this is it's, trouble. It's all right. You said 17 days. I'll try to remember that. Um, but I don't know if that's correct, to be honest, because I got to add it up. I so. had to ask my daughters when, because I got married for the second time two <laughs> years ago. And I was like, what date did I get married? Oh, let me go look at the, I don't know. We had some sign that was made. I'm like, oh, right. yeah, okay. Yep. I don't know. Maybe it's age. I don't know. Wow, guys. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, don't worry. For me, it's just not paying attention. <laughs> No. Too much going on. There is too much going on. And and that, you know, and that's why I wanted the two of you to come on the show because Mike, I know that you are, you know, you read a lot, you watch a lot, you are involved in a lot, you in what you do, videos, um, well, I'm making it sound so simple, but you are very on top of what's going on in the world. And so is Grace, given what both of you do. And then you both tell me individually what's going on in the world. But I, I do I do my, my work and I try to know what's going on in the world also. So today we're talking about is attitude everything? And I thought about this subject for today to, and bring, bringing the two of you on because I think you bring different um, perspectives um, Mike is in his 40s, Grace is in her 20s, and I'm 60, so I'm the old one here. And But it's interesting, I think we all regard things differently, and given you know what's going on right now, let's start with the Olympics, okay? So the biggest Olympic star, gymnastics, mm-hmm. Simone Biles, uh, right, exactly. Uh, she bows out because she needs to take care of herself. She doesn't feel like she's mentally on her game. And I know that the world is applauding her for having the guts to stand on a world stage and, and say, hey, listen, I'm struggling here. And I want to go to you, Grace, first and ask you what you think about that and Given that you are also you were an athlete in high school, I think in college as well, that the attitude of an athlete and just your opinion about the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think I sent you um, a few like New York Times articles on Simone Biles and just basically her decision, and then even just like trying to see things in her shoes. It's like the amount of pressure that she's probably even getting from this is probably overwhelming. I mean, I'm sure it's a good positive overwhelming too, but no matter what she puts out there, basically it is receiving the media's attention, whether it's her mental health or it's her stepping away from the Olympics. There's always something that puts the spotlight on her. And I really like in the New York times um, headline, it did mention, and I'm just going to read it. It was saying that 10 years ago, or even five, an athlete of Biles' stature might have been reluctant to say that she struggled with pressure, much less to have withdrawn in the middle of the Olympic competition. But a shift in cultural acceptance began to take place in 2015 to 16, when the NCAA created a mental health initiative. Just before the 2016 Rio Games, Michael Phelps, the swimmer, who's the most decorated Olympian ever, began to discuss wrestling with depression and suicidal thoughts. And I think that just kind of 
is bringing attention that athletes also struggle with mental health. And I think a lot of people put that aside because it's like a performative thing. And since they're performing their best uh, like talent and skill on the court or stage or, you know, wherever they are performing their sport, they tend to put aside any mental aspect to it. So I think we're starting to see it surface. And I know that, you know, even like with Naomi Osaka pulling out the French Open, um, a lot of people were talking about that. And Simone actually credited Naomi for that exit. So again, we are kind of seeing that come up and people are, you know, wanting to, as it should be, normalized. Do you think, I, do you think that it's a trend? I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would take advantage of certain situations like that. But I think for some, it really is like the amount of, um, I guess, anxiety and just pressure the athletes go through. Like even like as an athlete myself, like I never, I mean, I'm not obviously at a you know competition level um, or like the Olympics, but there's a lot of pressure to perform, even if it's like a small, like in front of your family, in front of friends, in front of just a, you know, group of, or like a school. So yeah, I can see it coming off as a trend, but I don't think you should ever group mental health as a trend. trend right. I agree. I agree. Mike, well, what do you see, think about this? Uh, I mean, this, th- this is one of the most complex situations that we've seen probably ever. And that's not hyperbole, I don't think. And, and if you want the high t- hot take, here's, here's the uh, Stephen A. Smith, you know, the Olympics are BS, right? Like to put that much pressure on an individual, individual that is quote unquote representing a country and have them compete every four years and, you know, majority of them don't make any money. She happens to make money. But... To, to put that amount of pressure on an athlete, it's ridiculous. It, you know, it's one of these things where it, it's, it's like, is Russia taking us over because they won? Because she dropped out? Right. Like, let's be serious. They're not. The Olympics and the, the whole my country thing, it's just so overblown. There is no, like, th- that should just not happen. And so now you get somebody who obviously, you know, is the best at her sport, but I think she got the yips, right? Like, I mean, besides her mental health, like right there, it wasn't necessarily mental health. It was like, oh no, I'm not feeling this. I'm scared. Something happened to my you know, injury. I'm not feeling right. And it's not just like LeBron or Jordan going out there and playing basketball, right? Because that's a whole different thing. It's a team sport. This is you flipping through the air twisting through the air, spinning through the air. If you're up doing a double flip and something happens, you know, you know you're not just coming down and breaking your ankle, right? right? Like that might be the best thing that happens at that point. And so to think that you have to do that with all this kind of pressure in this kind of fake made up world that we live in for this, I think is the most ridiculous thing. And, and I hear what Grace is saying. And some of the younger generations will say, you know, mental health, but I think it, it starts before mental health and, and for coaches in the Olympic and, and higher ups in the Olympics, not to see this, that it became a mental health issue that we're talking about. That's ridiculous. It's terrible coaching to me. Well, I think it goes back to um, these girls start very, very young and they're almost Simone talks about not being a robot. 
you know, that. It's indoctrination. Right, right. It's the total indoctrination. And I think I just screwed up that word, but it's, they start so young. And then when they become adults like Simone, they realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something does, you called it the yips, but something just flips a switch a little bit. And they realize that, you know, is this it? Is this, am I going to really hurt myself? Is this, am I feeling it? Because it's- Well, I don't think she felt comfortable at that right, moment. And right, that's, she, she stayed that's not that. going. That's not going out to shoot a foul shot. Right. Right, like that's not, I'm going to choke here and miss a shot. That's, I'm going to choke here for lack of a better term and get hurt catastrophically. And, and, and you know, I, listen, I, I didn't do anything near her, but I, I used to rollerblade and skate and jump over things and jump on things. When you fall, it hurts. So to think of what she's doing at that kind of level, I mean, you got to be perfect to, to make it happen, right? right? So if you're not perfect and you don't make it happen, what's the next, right? Like the balance is you're going to get severely hurt. And that's, that's way more than just like, I think the mental health that we're talking about. Like, I think, I think it goes that's along the, with her mental health. I think I there's, think maybe a little more uh, there's like two parts in that so one mm-hmm. yes definitely the injury she did mention um well i don't know if you guys saw some she was of, being in the air she, and she actually fell back like she missed a couple right. steps so she right. wasn't obviously performing her best i mean she was not at you know so the injury yes and she did pull out for that um but another part she did say which i thought was very interesting was she was like i am more than gymnastics and my accomplishments so she i guess she started feeling like people only celebrated her and like thought she was all that because she was the olympic olympian simone biles right and i think that happened like i think i think all that happens at once right like but the that big thing was feeling that sense of Cause like, there's no way she thinks about every move she's doing. Mm-hmm. That's right. When you become an Olympian, you're so good at those things. You go and do them. You just because if you on, think you about just it, go on to auto. You just go. Into well, yeah, because if you pilot. think about doing a couple flips in the air that high, like if you realize that you're nuts, you're not like that, that's a, that's an unbelievable thing. Like there's so much danger involved in that, that you shouldn't think about it because if you do, you realize, wait a second. And she might've had all, all this happen that at once, but I think we've seen this in gym, gymnastics before. Right. And it's never been, um, it's never been explained the way she's done it or that action of, of, of dropping out. But, but we've seen it with other gymnasts and Bella Carolla comes up, right. That name comes right. up from, from my childhood. Right. And, and you, each, right. Yeah. You see all this and you're like, well, uh, this was bound to happen. Right. And the, the empowering thing about it is, is that it did happen. I don't necessarily agree with it happening there because you do have a team, but that's not my decision to make. And if I'm doing the flips and I think I'm going to get injured, yeah, it might be not a smart thing to do because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If she goes out there and she doesn't do her best, then the, the argument is, is it's all on her. If she goes out there and she drops out because that's the best thing to do at the time for her and, and maybe the team because she would have you know messed up anyways. And then if she goes out there and just stands like she's in a no win situation. And, you know, I think that's the bigger problem about society and where we're at. I think, I think she took a bold step. I think she, you know, I always suggest that everybody follows their gut. Um, I think she followed her gut. Obviously she talked to her people about making this, this very big decision and, you know, and the team had to step up. She was sort of, she is the team leader and they were expecting her to perform. So 
what do you think in talking about is attitude everything and talking about her attitude towards the team, but how do you think, and this is just, you know, we're just thinking out loud, the team's attitude had to shift. Don't you think there had to be a big shift in the attitude? Because you go in thinking we are a cohesive team and Simone is leading us. And that's incredible to have them all step up to the plate um, and kind of switch their attitude. Don't you think that had to take place at some point? Grace? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, just like seeing there's, I think there's like four or five other girls on the team. Right. Um, you're right. They're probably all expecting her to lead um, and they follow since she's the Olympian and she knows what she's doing. But um, I do see that one of the girls did get gold. Um, right. And really. yep. And uh, uh, Simone actually like congratulated her and she was like, you know, I'm so proud of you. So it's like, I see that team, you know, that team spirit, but I think the other girls just trying to think like, yeah, they're obviously probably nervous and scared thinking that, oh, we have to take this on without our leader. Um, But I think I hope it does like uh, remind them that, you know, relying on one person never gets you anywhere. And I think they probably learned that is um, that you have a lot to bring to the table, too. So just especially in a team and individual sport, like something like gymnastics, it's not, it's not about just one person. It really is like everyone putting in their all and, and showing that. So I hope that does serve as a reminder to everyone um, who did watch the gymnastics. That, yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a good point, you know, and I think that they must've all been really nervous to take on bigger roles. Um, Mike, what do you think about like the attitude shift that must've happened to the team? I, I think, what Grace mentioned about um, about leadership is the bigger piece to that puzzle, right? Like if you look at Simone as the leader of the team and she's the greatest and she's the greatest and you're following, you, you kind of forget uh, you're an Olympian also, right? And I think this goes over for, for, for leadership and anything. And I think we see it in government a ton. It's like, stop following everybody as they're the leader, You are also an individual. Those people that are on that team, those women are going to have to individually step up, right? Because it's not a team sport where it's essentially like you need me to pass you the ball or. Right. Like like it's it's more. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a team because your scores are put together, but you don't have to rely on anybody else. You go out there and you do that for the betterment of the team and you help your teammates. But so I, I think it's 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 like the blind leadership a following of leadership and we just in general we just put too much things up in here and grace i mean you see that in social all the time right you're in that world it's ridiculous it's just like nobody lives like this i mean simone biles is the number one maybe one of the greatest olympians ever she's up in the stratosphere right but most of us we're here right like we can take things from that, but we got to all just calm down, settle down. I hate, I hate when people tell me to calm down too, but like, you know, I probably should take my own advice. Right. Right. I, um, I, I love what both of you had to say about this because it is a very complex uh, topic. Um, oh, it's very, super. very, it's not just this simple. We can dumb it down as much as we can, but I really wanted to get your opinions and your perspective on, on what you thought. And we do see a lot of athletes talking about mental illness and that's not really what this episode is about, but you know, it, I think people need to be truthful 
about who they are and how it might affect them. But also my feeling is being a fitness competitor and not even comparing myself to somebody like an Olympian, but knowing that there was a job to do and my attitude going in was, I'm going to do this no matter what. And, you know, it's not working as a team. I was working as an individual, but do I guess if it was crippling me, I would have to bow out because you know that you can't bring your best game to the stage. Right. I I don't think that's that's I think that's the thing I'm seeing differently. And I don't know because I'm not her or I wasn't really there. But I don't think she ever thought I'm going to drop out on purpose to do this now to make a statement because of my mental health. No, I think she was like, I messed up a couple of times. I might have some hurt body parts that are, 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 are impeding my, my success at this. And I'm scared. And that I see is okay. Now, if this was a big stunt, then I'd have a complete problem with it, but I really don't think it was because we are talking about the level of danger that still, I think people need to understand, like you got some boneheads online, yip yap in their mouth. And it's like, you have no idea what, what like real fear is, do you? Or at least if you do, explain that you understand that level of fear. At, at whatever level you understand it, we're not going to understand it at her level, obviously. But like I said, I've understood fear by jumping over a car or doing something that you could get hurt. It's like, it's not the easiest thing to do. So if you're at her level and that happens, and so, so a lot of these people online need to just really like, people, people got to stop slinging the Twitter nonsense. That brings us here. Because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that uh, the three of us do not agree on. Absolutely mm-hmm. do not agree on. But can sit here and have a rational, thoughtful conversation about it, knowing that we're all pretty decent people because in one way or the other, we're connected, working together. So none of us is a big jerk over here who's trying to do this or that. But if we can't talk like this and people can't have rational attitudes, yeah, we're in bigger trouble than uh, Simone Biles yeah, dropping out of right. the Olympics. And I think that's or Russia this- taking us over because she did that. Like, come on. Right, right. And I think that's why it's, I wanted to talk about this because it is really important. And it's so it's so extremely relevant. And Grace, you wanted to say something on that? Um, I and, did in the moment. Okay. But I think hey, but Grace, just led. jump in. It's what I do. And it's probably because I'm a, what am I, a gen whatever, right? <laughs> but free flow conversation to me. Because I'd love to hear your thoughts, especially being in that you know, Instagram, Twitter oh, world and, actually, and understanding. Yes. Like, I think oh. that that's actually what you were saying. Um, you were saying that. And then I was like a thought. Uh, so that world, um, obviously not like the Olympics, <laughs> right. but there's a lot, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of people who are sitting up in, in that area. And as we look at social on a daily basis, if not like every hour of the day, every minute of the day. So seeing it on a daily basis and then seeing the level of competition as in other people doing the same thing as you and displaying it all over social media, whether it's their lives, traveling, or if it's their work or their successes or their books or their pot, you know, anything goes. Everything. Right. Everything. So, yeah, I think seeing that, I we spe- you hear this a lot too with the mental health of you know, the influencer world and just like having to turn on for the cameras and that sort of thing. And I think Jody and I have had a lot of conversations on this too. We, um, yeah, yeah, we have a lot. I mean, there are things that Grace has wanted me to do, nothing outrageous, very like important things. And I'm like, I'm not feeling it today, Grace. And she's like, then don't do it. Because mm-hmm. if my head's not in the game, and that's not saying that I'm, I'm, but I'm mentally, 
I'm feeling off. Maybe there's too much crap going on in my life that day and I don't have the capacity to do that. That's so simple compared to what we were talking about, the Olympics. But it's relative to that we all struggle a little bit with being on our game. Well, I think we've talked about this before, you, you and I, Jody. Like, there's really only like 12 feelings that we mix them up and, and kind of get a different vibe from it. But like, so I think of it, it's, you know, things are rather simple if you break them down. And then you take that feeling that you're saying you're having right there about like not wanting to do a simple social post. And now times that by a million right. to be in the position she is. So if you understand that at this level, you're going to, if you really think about it, you're going to understand, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, no way I'm doing that. You're crazy. Like, right. I, I, I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, I, there's no way I'm going out there and doing this. If I could break my neck or I could do this, like once the fear gets in you and, and that will be, to me, that's the next step of this, which is probably more interesting to me in the story, being a story guy, right? Is what happens next? Can she go back out there and do it at a high right. level? Right. Or does she have yeah. the fear of God, as they say in her? Because, you know, they talk about that in a lot of, you know, Olympic athletes or, or like you take a Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding scenario, right. right? Like, oh, that was, I mean, you know, that was an injury, but like to just get the f- fear of whatever that thing because you over, she overcame the fear of doing all those flips, and that's why these 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 Olympians are young too. Because as right. when you're younger, you have no fear. I couldn't go do a jump right now because I think I would not just hurt myself. I feel like I would collapse like an accordion, and all my right. bones they would shatter. They, in my they hips. haven't really, they haven't lived a, f- a life yet, so they well, they just they don't have that right. fear thing. The they, older we get, the more fear we have. More, Grace, right. that's what you have to look forward to. Right. (laughs) It's so true. And I wanted to mention about fear, and then we're going to go take a break and come back and talk more about attitude and excellence, is that yesterday I was watching the um, the divers when they do the synchronized diving. Mm -hmm. And my my heart was in my throat. I said, they were jumping so high. I'm like, I could never do that. Like, never. Like, talk about fear. crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just. Oh, it's. how do I, I'm like, no, 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 don't go any higher. <laughs> like I could never watch. I could, I don't even get it. So anyway, you guys, um, great conversation. Uh, everybody stick with us. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes with Grace and Mike. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. 
the plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. We were talking about attitude. We spent um, a little while talking about the Olympics because I think it was really important and Simone Biles. But I want to move on to attitude and excellence and the correlation between having a good attitude And does that equal excellence? And as I asked Mike to be on the show along with Grace, Mike said to me, oh, don't talk about attitude because mine sucks. So (laughs) let's talk about your sucky attitude, but how successful you've been in your life. Come on, let's talk about this. You didn't always have this sucky attitude and you really don't because I know you quite well and you are like (laughs) one of the best humans out there with the biggest heart. But you just, I, I, you know, you, you just like that. to suck at things. I mean, not suck at things, but like just say yeah, gratitude I, sucks. Because there's a lot of things that just annoy me. So tell me. And I think people, and, and these are not things that necessarily for just other people. Like, there's a lot of things about me that annoy me. Okay. Right? Like, so I think that's like the part of empathy. I, I don't know. The attitude, it's, I just think in general, we are driving the car at such high speeds everything, whether it's a stock market, whether it's Twitter, whether it's your own life, whether it's Simone Biles, whether people are just talking, 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 a lot of listening is not being done. And, and then, and everybody wants to do, we're just in like this hyper overdrive. And I feel it with myself. I mean, perfect example right now, where am I? I'm over here. I'm doing a job. I I I set up all my microphones and I said, it's all good to go. I put the headphones on somebody. I said, if this screws up, come get me. Mm -hmm. All because the people here only had this time, you know, body, daddy, da, here we go. Here we are talking about attitude. And I think sometimes if we just stepped back and realized value, our attitude would be a lot different. And I think that's probably something that I need to do. I got a lot of things that are valuable and I've done a lot of things in my life and that's a good thing. And so even times when I get stressed, like I just got to find that that thing and you know you say it's easy to find it because you have your daughter and your wife and all those things but sometimes it's just so lost 
I don't feel lost. Yeah, I don't think it's so easy. You know, I actually posted something about feeling that overwhelming chaos on Sunday. Mm. Um, I just couldn't get my head together. And it was the chaotic noise and that we just have to go someplace to be quiet. And it's hard to get that, that hustle. For me, it's a hustle attitude with a dash of positivity um, so I could empower people that follow me. Uh, so when I'm not feeling it, when I'm feeling lost in that chaos, it brings me to a sad place because I'm trying to dig really deep. So I love that you brought up value in the attitude or what we have. I think that's what you were, you were yeah. referring to is if we could think about the value in what we do, what we have, then maybe we can shift our attitude from feeling less than or not there or feeling a little sad. And maybe what that value does to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like that we're valuable. I'm valuable because there's a lot of people in the world that, you know, definitely don't have anywhere near the opportunities or things that I have. And, you know, I don't know, but I think the noise is a big thing. And Grace, you probably know. I mean, yeah, you, you're you're operating in a noise mm. world she, uh, on, she the, is. on the social side. But what's interesting <laughs> about Grace is, even though she's got clients that she creates content for, it, she's also creating her own content. And you know, we've had some very heart to heart conversations where she struggles with the chaos. And you know, I've got to do my stuff. So how do you, you know, how do you keep your attitude in the game and keep it sharp and do the hustle and not let the other chaos that you hear affect you and and change your attitude from being like, I got this, I know what I'm doing, I'm good at my game, I'm on top of my game. How do you stay positive? Um, well, <laughs> I will say, I think everything just comes down to my perfectionist like mentality and just how, you know, I've been this way my entire life with, you know, having everything structured and scheduled and perfect and organized, which is why it works for what I do because I'm so organized. Uh, But the problem with being so organized and so structured is I start losing emotion and I start being very like a a robot essentially. And then when you're dealing with social media, you're essentially putting your feelings out there. So sometimes, yeah, when things get busy, I stop like feeling in some ways because I'm like, Oh, got to do this and this and everything's timed. So I think that's what I struggle with sometimes is when I actually stop moving in such a structured way and just naturally go, I also get a little fearful one because it's not structured, but two, um, because that's when things aren't as planned and I have to kind of wing it and I think when I wing it like that's where I I actually notice like when I do wing it that's when the the real message comes out anyway so it really is like that vulnerability of being able to express how you are but not being so rushed because I think once whenever things are rushed and thrown in there um like things don't seem fun anymore. Like I love what I do. Right. But when someone rushes me or puts a deadline on me that I don't think I can make, it's not fun anymore. And that is where I think I like know the difference of, okay, like I can't um, limit my creativity here because, because then the job won't be the same as me taking my time and actually putting everything into it. Mike, Grace, I'm sure you can relate to that. Grace, Grace and I would be like, 
if you put us in a in a room, it would be like <laughs> a so- scientific social experiment. I think so. Because we're almost so. like we the should opposite. all work together. We're yeah. almost the opposite. Really? Like yes. oh yeah, everything you just said about schedule, I'm like. I know you're like itching a little bit. Yeah, it's like, like it gets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Schedules scare me. However, that's my fear part. Like that's what that's what I need, especially now that I'm married. Like it was so different when I used to freelance and be in New York or on an apprentice or super nanny. Like the only schedule was got to go to work, got to end work. But you really didn't know anything else that was going to. You were probably Grace's age when you did that. She's right twenties. Yeah. And so, and now like when I met my wife, she's more like you and I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. The walls are closing in. And it's like, Oh, uh. and she's like, you need to use a calendar. That's was a calendar. She like, well, she used to write it all down on hers, like old school writing. Right. Wow. I, I actually do like, that. Yeah. So you get it. And I was like, what, what's a calendar? Now I got seven Google calendars and I got one my band uses and it doesn't update it on hers. And I'm like, how do I do this? Like right. now I got to do it twice. There's no way that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm right in the middle of the two of you. Grace knows I'm actually best. Mike, you probably, you know this too. Like, just give me the first, I, I'm, I'm just go Jody, just go. And I'm, I'm really good. Just the first, what is it? The first round, the first, Yeah, just get you going. What is it called? Grace? We, well, yeah, um, you know, uh, Mike too. Like the first time you're like, okay, do this Jody. And I'll, I'll, for a reel or for a TikTok or something, you're like, yep, you got it. Yeah. Oh, so, like the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's I your just first take. It, you're a one taker. I'm, I'm a one taker. Yeah. But you got to get you fired up to get you to that take. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So as far as schedules go, um, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm not as loosey goosey as you, Mike, and I'm not <laughs> as scheduled as you, Grace. So that's why I love the two of you and you're, you're, you help me a lot. Um, but when your attitude, like for me, in the attitude, do you think that your attitude in the way you run your business, Grace, it has to do with you doing a great job, performing in an excellent way? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that if you didn't have such a good attitude that you wouldn't be able to perform in an excellent way? Yes. Um, I know that's not, I know that's a question, but I know I said yes right. to that because- yeah. I just thought of, so social media is a very expressive platform, right? So I, you know how a lot of people um, thrive off of like affirmations, like words. So with social media, I mean, I get a lot of like praise there with my work. So, you know, sometimes I have to check myself there because like I can't. Like, because I get that praise, like, I keep raising that bar. And, like, I can, I'm really good at what I do because people say it and I set that expectation really high. I mean, not just them, but for myself, too. So, I don't know if, if I'm harder on me or they are, but um, the expectation's really high. So, yes, when it comes to, you know, having that attitude, um, I'm already putting it in such a high standard. So, if I don't reach it, everything drops, just like, you know... It, when you expect you get disappointed and then it changes your attitude absolutely yeah like cut like 180 though that's that's bad and that's and that's I wanted to get to that too and glad you brought it up about expectations so and then Mike I want to I want to ask you about that too so the definition of an attitude of, of attitude is our current 
feelings about a thing. And expectations is a prediction or a statement about something in the future. And I like how they go together because we have an attitude about going into, say, a project, okay? We all work Mm -hmm. on projects. Going into a project, we have a level of expectation. So just what you're saying, Grace, you go in and you, you do something for a client or for yourself, you've got this great attitude about about how it's going to perform or the expectations or how people are going to respond to it. And when the expectations are, let's just say, lower than what you expected, does that change your attitude? And Mike, I want to ask you the same question. Yes, because it's now it's not even, um, it's a reflection of me, essentially. So it makes me question, oh, am I actually good? And I have this like question, I question this a lot constantly, like um, every other day of like, am I actually good enough for what I do? Like, is it just, you know, like, am I getting to a point where it's getting old or because like, because this is constantly uh, changing and I have to keep evolving too. It's exhausting. So it's like, oh, am I becoming irrelevant and, and I think that's where the attitude just kind of like goes downhill because like once you hit something and it's not where, you know, you expect it to be, everything else just like comes in, like the doubt, the fear, like everything trickles in and it just becomes one big like slide down. Yeah. You got to catch yourself. Yeah. Before you slide down that rabbit hole. Mike, what about you? Do you think that it's, do you see the, the correlation, the relationship between attitude and expectations? Wow, we're getting deep now. Like I'm almost scared. I'm almost scared. I trust you. I trust that you can go there, well, Mike. Well, what Grace was saying about like, um, like success. I I had a little bit of the opposite. You know, I I think I, I say it, and I think a lot of people would say it. You know, I had success at a pretty early age. You know, when I moved out to Vail and then got to California and started working in reality television, I was like 22 and a half, 23. And I didn't realize you were that young. Yeah, I was like 23. And then I I had my name on all these TV shows. And people were making these, you know, people could make these characterizations about me, whether it was me or not. But when I moved back here, people were like, what are you doing? You're leaving LA, LA this. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was done with it. And then I took some time here to kind of like screw around and party and go on dates and this and that. And then I was like, well, what's next with my career? And then I got married. And then I, ha- I had this oh crap moment where I was like, boy, I need to make a lot more money because, you know, I took a big pay cut when I decided to like stop going on the road and I kind of flipped my career around. But I was always like, am I going to get back to that quote unquote success? But what was successful about it? It wasn't that I had my name on TV. It was that I felt successful because I did something that was very difficult that I wanted to do. Um, so, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, and then now the next step is like, okay, I'm a 42. I'm not dead, right? I'm on the right side of the grass. Hi, ladies, right? right? right. Yes, <laughs> so it's like, what's next? Is there a next? Like at 42, it's like, man, I don't know. Is there a next? And it's like, and then I look at you, Jody. I'm like, yeah, there's a next. This right, you can huge. constantly reinvent yourself at whatever age you are and do something new. And that's always been my attitude, right? I, I, I think me in a nutshell is I want to do what I want to do and I'm willing to put in the effort and the time that it takes to do what I want to do. And when I'm done doing that, I'll move on to something else. There Wait, was no just, pinnacle. So I, ins- I inspire you. 
Like What's that? Compl- oh, did I get yeah. a, just get a compliment from you? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I actually was just talking to Grace about this, about that I think I'm going on to my third chapter right now at 60. And because it's like, yeah. But it took re- you a while to recognize that. And like, right, because we've I've known yeah. you for a long time. And then actually, I think when you found Grace, it was like, you know what, Grace? Like, I she was calling me less. <laughs> and I was like... And then, and then, oh, and then, was that good or bad? It sounds like, yeah, you're no, it was great. Grace. <laughs> yeah. Because, because on a business aspect, things, you needed somebody else, right? I'm, t- I'm the creative chaos guy. Right. If we're in that world, I can play. If we're in the social media world, that's got to be done every minute, every second, whatever it is, Grace, that you do. That's not me. No, that's not you at all. That's not me. You're the and so picture. when you were in there to like wrangle her in and focus Jody on what to do, I mean, look at this. This is a perfect example. We're on the radio show now. This is going live out to air and it's us three talking. So in that, that too, notice, right? Know your roles and don't right. try and do everything. Like I learned that quick in life, right? Right. And I think right. part of my problem now is how do I not do everything and trust other people to do it? Because for the mm-hmm. last couple of years, I, I've been the guy doing it from top to bottom. And now I have to find people that I can trust and also deal with the fact that they're not as experienced as I am. And I have to teach them and go through the learning process with them. Some of them are, you know, more like your age, Grace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with less experience and now working. So that, that's the challenge of the next step is, and because I'll have to do some of that more schedule kind of thing. So what is your yeah. attitude in, in taking in young, new people that do not know what you do and training them? What is your attitude in the level of expectation? Well, I think my, edit, my attitude actually gets better when I'm teaching somebody. That's why I mm-hmm. think I eventually teach um, I didn't want to do it too early because I still want to, I don't want to be the guy teaching that hasn't done it in however many years. Right. But I think that, that part, like I know you, you just know failure is going to happen. And I think it's my job to either make sure it doesn't happen because I just save it or, or let it fail far enough. Wait, failure for you or for the people that you're teaching? Well, you just like when, when you're young, you're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Cause you don't have the experience, but I messed up the other day. Did you? I'm trying to bail myself out of it. I don't know if it's going to be possible. I erased the card. Oh, Still haven't Mike. told the client. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, because I think I got enough footage to, to work around it. I'll eventually it tell him. I'll my, eventually my tell him. My heart just kind of stopped. Yeah, there, see, I, it did I had it for that me. happen for me. Because I'm a figurer. I'm a, how do I get out of this situation? He, you are. I won't, I won't hide it. I'll flat out say it. Because whatever, everybody messes up. If they were to fire me, I'd be like, okay. Whatever. I messed up. I got to deal with that. But I know I'll be able to work around it. Right. And what's so, next? Yeah. Like, exactly. You yeah. have the what's next mentality. Like, okay, moving right. on. Right. Well, but I'm actually right. in the same situation, too. Like, I want to build, too. And I'm I can't I'm scared to give anything to anyone. I'm oh, like, so I'm maybe that's how maybe. All right. So then maybe we need to have a more in-depth conversation about this uh, because yeah. there's probably some things we can learn, uh, you know, as far as you know, how long we've been in a career and then, you know, our age will give us some different perspectives on how to maybe deal with that. Or maybe it'll be the stupidest conversation in the world. And you'd be like, that's definitely not the direction I'm going. And then we've both figured something out. Well, here, I'm going to give you youngins just a little bit of my, my advice (laughs) here that when I got divorced at 42, the age that you are, Mike, and started figuring out who I was again, I figured I had everything to gain and nothing to lose, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I was out of the workforce for from 89 to 2003. That was a long long time. And I 
I had to, I figured anything that I tried would align with who I was. So again, I had absolutely nothing to lose except maybe some pride, maybe some time, maybe some money, right? Um, our, pride ego, thing. our ego always gets mm-hmm. in the way. And yeah. in starting this almost third chapter, as Grace knows, I'm kind of rolling along there. And she's like, I'm sure you go like, oh, my goodness, Jody, another another thing, another thing, because I'm yeah. always thinking. And then she has to be the creative and kind of direct me on this. But I will tell you guys that do not fear changing roles. Do not fear because you have everything to gain and really nothing to lose. You know that you'll find always a way to make money. So, because you have skills, because you have experience. It's the pride. You know, it's the pride. Yeah, I, really I figured that out. I, I did. I definitely figured that out the last two years that, or maybe even the last four years, really mm-hmm. five years, that I, I, I can make money. I, I didn't need that one thing that I had that I thought right. I had to hold on to. Right. And I, that, and I, and I tested it for sure. <laughs> you know, like some of the yeah. years that we were working together when I first moved back, it, it, you know, things were thin. I was spending more than I was making, which, you know whatever, but, but yeah, it's like, what, what is your, and I think if you don't, I mean, you have to have a level of expectation and you have to have the right attitude going into something that's new. So if, but if you have, I mean, we all, all three of us set the bar high, but you also have to be realistic, you know? Well, that's what I've learned. Be realistic. I mean, I, that's how I train my clients. That's how I, I actually go. Well, I have a huge expectation of myself. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I'm training other people, I try to make sure that it's realistic so they never feel that feeling of failure, right? But that, that's what, so that's what I've learned, especially having clients now um, in different budget ranges as opposed to working on, you know, apprentice, multi-million dollar shows, right? I've learned that, listen, you're only going to be able to get this with that amount of money, right? So... Bring down your expectations, but make it great. Right. right? That comes great. from a story side. It doesn't matter yes. what it looks like. As long as you're hearing this story, it doesn't matter if it looks like a pretty picture. And I always, and I pitch clients on that all the time. Like, let's tell your story. Let's tell the good story. Let's tell the inner workings of the soul. And then we'll put the pretty pictures on it if we can. If we can't, then let's put the, 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 the not so pretty pictures. But if people are going to hear you, watch you, that's what they want to hear. Right. I'm sure and so I've learned that level of ex- expectation, you know, yeah, we yeah. can, because if you got $50 million, we can go do it big. But if you got $50, we could also do it. And I think it's still going to get it out. Right. And I think that's where you have to change. And we have to always sort of be chameleons and change our attitude towards our level of expectation. But I think mm-hmm. given the way the three of us are, we have a high level of expectation. But imagine to bring it back, imagine Simone Biles' ex- uh, expectations. Yeah. yeah. You can't I, get any I mean, higher than her. I mean, no. right. Like, right. yeah. Like she hit the ceiling. Exactly. Go ahead, Grace. The next thing was herself. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, like, um, your attitude really uh, is, I get, what was I trying to say? <laughs> I was going to say a line. I was going to say your attitude is a reflection of your performance. Yeah. So, I mean, seriously, right? Simone, she's got to go out there and, like, well, she's got two things, right? When she's doing it before, she's got to get, she's got to beat herself, which is ridiculous. You know, she pinnacled. Right. Right. right she's right. doing what doubles in. Like the next thing is to invent a new trick. 
essentially, right? Invent a new spin. I, I think that's what she was doing, right? Right. That's so, exactly. like, so she was always gonna, unless she did that, invent something new. She was gonna fail, right? Essentially, if we looked at it that way. But now the biggest thing is, can she just go out there and, yeah, almost do it and yeah. be and be average? Just to right. say she did it, because that's probably going to be her first routine back. She is definitely not going to go up to the level, right? She's going to, because that she's going to, she's not now beating herself. Right. She's beating her fear. And, and people are like, oh, she's not, you know, she's not a mate. She's not good anymore because she's average. Because that expectation right. was already so high. But I hope exactly. she looks inside and says, this is me. I don't care about anything else. That's why I don't want people or her people or whoever she's got around, you know, because those kinds of stars roll with the whole team i hope she just is like yo get out of here get the noise that this is me versus myself and that's what it is and if everybody wants to watch and have their opinions go ahead go do whatever but i'm gonna go do it for myself i agree with you i was thinking to myself if this was one of my daughters and i would say you know be true to yourself and stand up for what you believe in and if you feel this way then you bow out. You have to trust your gut. And you know what I said at the beginning of the show, trusting your gut and being brave. I mean, that was very, very, very brave. And, but then did. I would say, go out there and do it again. Like this is you. Right. This right. is yeah. you versus you. If you need to do it again, do it again. It's not a one-time like statement publicity stunt. Like if you well, really right. truly feel that way and you feel it again at the next Olympics, then absolutely. But exactly. go fix it in the meantime. Right, right. right. Like, Don't like try your brain, yeah. but it, you need to go into your, your tank because now it's not about what everybody else, this is you versus is you, you, right? It's a very individualistic thing that she's doing because she's saying, you did the double, now you got to do the triple or whatever, right? Now you got to go spin again. Just figure, whatever you got to do, sports psychologist, whatever, figure out because it's you. It's you versus you, Simone, and don't like cut out the noise. Mm -hmm. I agree. Wow. I I wish we had another hour to talk. We have one minute left till the show is over. And I am, we had a really great conversation about attitude expectations. Thank you both so much for being on the show. I know I always end up the show asking you what fearlessly authentic means. So Grace, what does living a fearlessly authentic life mean to you? Well, I kind of want to, you know, since I gave an answer before, I kind of want to base it off of what we were talking about, mm-hmm. just with seconds. the whole attitude thing, Ugh, the pressure. <laughs> um, it, it really is like what I said, you know, if changing your attitude can change your performance. Um, that's not what I said. I said your attitude is a reflection of your performance. So I think that is really something I hold true to. And if you are able to change that, then you can also change your mentality and your mindset and all that comes with. Thank you. Mike? Fearlessly authentic. Today is take out the noise. Get rid of the noise. Find your frequency Mm, where the station comes in clear. Love, love, love. Okay, Grace, we're going to, Mike DiMatteo, thank you so much for being on the show. Grace Lee, thank you for being on the show. Grace, tell the listeners what I always forget to tell them. Yes. Okay. So you can uh, subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. It's Fearlessly Authentic. It's also on Spotify. It's also on all streaming platforms. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I need you on the show to do that at the end every single time. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. I'll see you next week on Fearlessly Authentic. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. 
please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you. Oh, 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 o